This is the Used Car Dealer Podcast with your hosts, Zach Klemp and Steve McClory. Hey, it's another episode of the Used Car Dealer Podcast. I'm Zach Klemp. And this is Steve McClory. And we're uh, excited today to get back into doing the podcasting, obviously, with the uh, coronavirus, also known as uh, COVID-19. A lot of people are working remote. It's Selly. We're actually working remote as well. And it's a really interesting time right now for auto dealers, people in retail, um, aviation, um, hotel industry. Because of the coronavirus, it has caused shutdowns across the country. In fact, in San Francisco, where we're based out of, you cannot go outside. Um, you could only get restaurant delivery. You could only go to a grocery store or pharmacy for the next two weeks. And if you've been watching the stock market over the past two weeks, you've seen the Dow you know, plunge into the low 20,000s, which is unprecedented. You know, we had uh, Monday this week where the Dow almost lost 3,000 points. So it's uh, uncharted territory for our economy. And I wanted to start things out with you, Steve, and wanted to hear what are you hearing from dealers on the front lines about the coronavirus and the climate of today? Oh, thinking about the safety of their employees, you know, obviously thinking about their livelihood, independent dealers, they're just resilient. I mean, they really are. I mean, 500 years from now or at the end of times, there's, you know, the cockroaches left in independent dealers. And I mean that (laughs) as a compliment. No, really. Um, You know, independent dealers have faced all types of adversity before, and it's not like the market today has gotten any easier. Um, but look, it's a, it's a real thing. Um, some of them are real cool about it, right? They're going to work through it. You got to assume, you know, you're, a lot of the competition is going to back up a little bit, let off. Um, others are, you know, and if some independent dealers are reevaluating what they're going to do with their business model. Um, but still, it's, it's early in this, right? And fundamentally, they, they, they want to communicate with their customers, but they're not quite sure how in some cases. Interesting. And um, we actually had some uh, exposure actually in another country, both you and I, we were in uh, Southeast Asia earlier in the year, and they were dealing with the uh, COVID-19 from China. And we saw some of how that country was actually handling the epidemic. And um, for instance, just about every building that you would walk into, they would have a temperature check. And if you didn't have a certain temperature, plus or minus uh, whatever normal body heat is, they would not let you in the building. And everyone is wearing masks, or they were wearing masks when we were out there. And when you compare and contrast it to America, for instance, two weeks ago, um, no one was wearing masks. Um, They don't do temperature checks here in the U.S. I definitely think there'd be uh, some pushback, but... uh, what, what were your thoughts on some of what you observed in Asia when we were out there earlier in the year? They're squeezed in too close together, number one. <laughs> That's obvious when you're over there. 
right? And then you're getting in line at Starbucks and it's just our culture. Like in America, you have like this space. You're in line someplace, I don't know, some retail establishment. You know, you're, you got a foot there maybe. But in, in Asia, they're used to it, being cramped in really tight. You look at some of those videos of those poor people there in Wuhan and how tightly packed in they are. You can, I could see it, how it could spread so quickly. You know, just hopefully we can flatten this curve, you know, and keep selling used cars. You know, that's yeah. what we do. No, agreed. And, uh, you know, I've been reading about what some of the OEMs are doing, like General Motors, for instance, they're going to offer 0% for 72 months. But, you know, with manufacturers, they've experienced some issues with shutdowns. And we've been hearing about stimulus, you know, coming into the economy. I've even heard things about $1,000 a month to every uh, U.S. citizen. So, what do you think about some of the potential stimulus and its impact on the economy in the corona times? Take advantage of it if you can get it. That's what I tell the independent dealer today. Um, you know, how can you use that to, to better your business, to strengthen your business, right? To increase your level of marketing. How does that impact your buyer? Who is your targeted buyer now? Has that changed? You know, what's my inventory? You know, how does it appeal uh, to my customer? But back to your question, you know, those particular programs, you know, how can you use them to your advantage? And there's a lot of arguments around this, around these programs. One, how you pay for it. It's impossible to pay for, right? That's a generational debt that will go unpaid some <laughs> for a long time, right? Um, but still, you know, is, is that going to get somebody to move? On a you know fifty to sixty thousand dollar truck as an example, but zero percent for seventy two months, not necessarily. You know, a lot of activity though. I'm, I'm I am hearing you know in that range between that sort of that three thirty five hundred and ten thousand eight thousand range, ten thousand range. That Facebook Marketplace sort of sweet spot. A lot of activity there. But what are your thoughts on the stimulus? I'm getting off track a little bit. Tell me what yeah, you think. Well, I think the stimulus, you know, they're going to have some programs for small businesses. But from the dealership standpoint, they're thinking about what's happening now. You know, I have my floor plan. I have employees. Um, I was listening to another auto dealer podcast uh, earlier this week. And they were talking about a dealership and they had a uh, service drive and one of the service people actually got Corona and they were figuring out how do you let your customer base know of that? You know, what's the right way to approach a potential Corona outbreak at your own dealership? Yeah. 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 And no one wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who wants to throw that brick through the window? Exactly. Right? And, 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 and have the news crew show up of, of how, you know, you're, um, you know, the guy that's doing your quick loops for you there, your, your mechanic and infected some lady that worked at a nursing home that killed 20 people. No, that's an exception, obviously. And it's, it's a very sarcastic, but re really, right. Um, how do you yeah. control it? And, and, and I'm and the, and their messaging. I heard from a, a dealer. I bought um, a vehicle from, hadn't heard from him in two years. All of a sudden I get a COVID-19 email about how, all the steps they're taking for sanitation within the dealership. And, and they are taking careful steps, but I think that's smart. They're communicating with their customer base. I read it, even though I haven't purchased a vehicle there, but who knows what kind of programs that could come out that, you know, helps inject some, maybe some credit and some liquidity 
um, into this market that's going to be, we, we know is going to be needed in the coming months. Yeah, and I think it presents some interesting challenges as well as opportunities for both independent and franchise dealerships. I think one interesting um, part of your process is going to be digital retail and whether you do home deliveries, um, depending on your state and whether, of course, it allows for that, you know, wet signature, things of that nature. But I think that, you know, dealerships will get to experiment with digital retail um, over the next couple months, especially if uh, in-store traffic is no longer permitted or, you know, reduced um, significantly. Well, here, here, here's, here's the thing, too. Think about the, the, the portion of non-prime um, loans, right, that require mm-hmm. those additional stipulations. And a lot of dealers now already Right or you know they're they're walking the customer calls in they're walking them over to their web page their their credit application explain to the customer what it is customer fills it out online sends it in right now buy here pay here right they do their analysis you know traditional maybe does you know they have a few non prime banks that they use they'll take a look at the credit make the decision from there if they're going to move it to the bank or not right that's that you know traditional process well part of that process should be also getting those steps in advance. Having the customer take a picture of that pay stub and send it in advance, having to go back and forth, kind of you know rethinking that. How do you do it in one shot? Make it more efficient with that non-prime customer, which is more than half of, of our customers' market. You know, probably sixty seventy percent, I'd say, right? Good of point. that independent dealers, you know, customer base. And what are your thoughts Doing on is, the concept but, of? Uh, in-home delivery, you know, from the dealership to delivering to the customer at their house, for instance. Well, it's, it, dealers do it every day. I'd be the last guy to ask, you know, really about what, you know, what, what do I think about it? You sell the car, at, you know, you're selling it at a profit. Does this make, does this make sense? Is, is this an impact by how many of these am I doing already uh, per month? Do I do it at all? A lot of questions, I guess, that, Zach, I, I couldn't answer. But th- these are the types of things that, you know, I, I would ask a customer on the phone. We're having these conversations. You know, they're all yeah. a little bit different. You know, like to your point, the exotics, right? Um, I was talking to a guy the other day that does some international stuff, including I think it was South Africa, where he ships some things. Um, you know, he was, as a matter of fact, talked to him uh, yesterday. And he was concerned about personnel and safety at the time. And, of course, you know, we talked a little bit more and. But uh, he runs a thriving business. But, of course, who does it not affect? It's a ripple effect. It impacts all of us from the one-man show, you know, the husband and wife teams that are out there, exotics, 15-plus user operations. You know, we're in it together. But I tell you, independent dealers are resilient. (laughs) They'll overcome this. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think one interesting thing we'll observe as well is – the dominance of Facebook marketplace. And then, you know, in times where dealerships are looking at cutting budget from different marketing initiatives, what about the third party lead providers? You know, which ones would be cut? I definitely uh, foresee dealerships tightening their budget over the next couple months. And of course, you know, before any uh, stimulus is implemented in the economy. Yeah, marketplace for sure. You know, Facebook Marketplace has changed everything. You know, Car Gurus is still trying to hang on, but they've got some really bad press, and this has got to be a really hard time for them. But where do you think dealers are looking to cut? 
So yeah, I, that. I could definitely see lead providers that are underperforming uh, experimental marketing initiatives, maybe that were started in February before uh, everything that's happened over the last couple weeks of March. Um, I see, you know, lower cost lead providers being important. A lot of independent dealers, especially if they don't have a CRM or a way to track their internet lead spend, their ROI, they might not know what provider is performing the best and shoot from the hip. And in some cases, you know, that might miss out on a lead provider that's working or, um, you know, definitely a consideration. Well, there. let's put it this way: you got you got to know your ROI now. Right. Today. You, you can't afford not to understand. You know your your true ad spend between your, your car gurus and your cars dot com and true car. And I talk to him every day, all over North America, in every market. And it's either you know I hear a lot of car gurus, Facebook Marketplace, um, mostly Facebook Marketplace. Uh, and then you still got that other maybe one in three I talk with that are using cars.com and true car. And, and, and they may, and that may make, make sense for that particular market. Right. But many times when we, we really get down to the conversations, um, they just have a real difficult time tra- tracking that ROI and they just don't know. And I got a number of customers that are glad that, you know, something we helped them with really identify where do I need to shift that spend? You better know now. Agreed. Don't wait, <laughs> you know, take action. <laughs> That's the other thing. Don't sit still. Not now. You don't have time to. Yeah. And I see, you know, some uh, vendors uh, being let go by various dealers, you know, in these times they have to be prudent about their decisions. So, you know, your core solutions, your CRM, your website, your well, dealer management system. Yeah. You know, you gotta is, have. Yeah. But yeah. What's I mean, well, it, well, well. Here's the thing. I remember this same exact thing in 2008. I mean, franchise dealerships were checking the trash bill. Oh my god, I can't believe I was spending this much. Right? They, they get really granular on their budget. Well, you know, we'll just you, you can't ultimately you know expense your way to a profit. You, st- you still got to sell cars. You got to sell them to profit. You still got to buy them wholesale. You still got to you know market to your customer. These things don't change. So livelihood. Um, but analyzing their, you know, spend and, and trying to say, well, what, where, where should we say, well, where do you think they're going to go first? Right. Ancillary software. And, mm-hmm. but the lead providers always, yep. always now in the leads that you do have, you better nurse your existing customer base and learn how to do it and, and message them at the right time with the appropriate type of message. Texting preferred. Right. Automated emails are nice, um, but, you know, times are changing. You got to have that texting platform in place to get through this. I mean, 90 percent open rate. What better do you want? It's just hard for dealers to execute and especially independent dealers because we run lean. And you should run lean, but if you shouldn't run lean and not have the tools to effectively communicate better. And I couldn't say that if I hadn't talked to so many hundreds of, you know, terrific men and women that are part of the, you know, the Selly army, so to speak, that are out there doing it every day, you know? And, um, it's kind of like, you know, I'm root for the underdog. And, and I feel like as an independent dealer, you are the underdog today against that franchise. And no matter how bleak this gets, there's, look, there's always silver lining. There's always opportunity here, but you got to be looking for it. 
Because if you stay paralyzed, you're not never going to see it. Amen to that. And one other point about, you know, third-party lead providers. Historically, they've done heavy advertising with the NBA and various sports organizations. And now that so many, you know, sporting events are going to be canceled, I'm curious what sort of impact that will have on their uh, leads and exposure to eyeballs um, from the marketing standpoint. Hmm. Don't know. Don't know. But um, a lot of these questions what, what, will yeah. be unfolded over the next couple of weeks. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I, I wouldn't begin to try to speculate on potentially what defaults would look like, right? Mm. <laughs> With auto loans, right? And, and there's so much data out there that's just going to be, that's compiling. Um, it's, it's probably, it's probably safe to say it's not going to be good. Um, good again, point I think there. those dealers like, a Reuters right. um, article that was put out recently, they said that more than 7 million Americans are already 90 or more days behind on their car loans. So delinquency rates, definitely a good point to bring up. Now, now, what are the banks going to do if the you know, government gives them the stimulus money? Is it, is it going to filter down to that independent dealer and their customer? Is it really? Or is it going to be eaten up by the heavily by the OEMs and some of the larger banks that do, you know, traditional used car lending? I don't know. It's right. But you can't take chances. It, it's it's so hard to tell. Nobody likes to talk about gloom and doom. Um, but all you can do is be best prepared for it and try to find that opportunity. Don't give up. You got to fight the good fight. <laughs> Amen to that. And Steve, any last words for our dealers listening? No, I just that, uh, you know, thanks to the, thank you to the Selling Army for being so terrific all the time. And there's so many of you out there that, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you from RV dealerships to, you know, the husband and, and, and wife uh, operations throughout the, you know, North America, including Canada, using selling to those larger operations. You know, thank you all. We get a lot of word of mouth about Selly that comes in. You're recommending us to other dealers like yourself you know, that are tired of paying too much for overpriced technology and just wanted to say thank you. We're going to get through this because I told Zach many times, used car, independent dealers are very resilient. They're survivors. So that's all I have. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, for the dealers listening, let us know what content you want to hear. You know, what's hot in your market? What questions do you have? You know, we're going to improve the cadence of these podcasts And we want to hear from our dealers. So until next time, I'm Zach Klimf. Thanks for listening. And this is Steve McClory. Keep fighting the good fight.